This is the way. This is a special edition of This is the Way podcast, the Bad Batch Season 1 Second Half Recap. In June, we released a show all about the first half of Season 1, and then August 5th, Lucasfilm made an announcement that there will be a Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. It will start streaming in 2022. Season 1 began on May the 4th, 2021, and finished August 13th. The first season contains 16 episodes, which means... Episode 9 is the marker for the start of the second half. This podcast will condense and discuss the events from that episode all the way to the finale of Season 1. Maybe you need a refresher course. Experimental Unit Clone Force 99. The defective clones with uh, desirable mutations. Remember, the Bad Batch is the nickname given to the Experimental Clone Force 99, a group of Django Fett clones that are a bit different from the regs, or regular clones, that make up the bulk of the Republic Army during the Clone Wars. Hunter's the leader. He's the sergeant with keen senses. Wrecker has a gentle heart, but his brute strength is what he uses in battle. Tech's enhanced intelligence and analytical mind make him the brains of the squad. Echo is a former reg, but was captured during the Clone Wars and then enhanced by the Techno Union with cybernetics. After his rescue by the Bad Batch, he offered his new capabilities to the squad. Omega is a first-generation DNA clone of Jango Fett, but a female child kept secret from Jango and Boba Fett. She joins the team after being rescued in Episode 1. And finally, Crosshair has enhanced eyesight, and as the name suggests, he's an excellent marksman, but he left the team at the same time Omega joined up. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Season 1's second half begins with the resolution to the storyline in Episode 8's Reunion. Episode 9, Bounty Lost, follows Cad Bane and his droid Toto as they head toward a rendezvous at an old Kaminoan cloning facility on Boravio. We find out in the episode that Omega is a first-generation, unmodified clone of Jango Fett, which makes her DNA valuable. Prime Minister Lama Su tells Nalase to destroy her once they recover it. Tan Wei is sent to hand over payment and recover her, but is killed by Fennec Shand, who attempts to intercept the bounty for the person who hired her, which we learn is Nalase. It seems that she's got an attachment to Omega, but neither Bane nor Shand end up with their bounty. Omega manages to escape while Bane and Shand are fighting and outsmarts Toto, the droid, the Bad Batch manages to detect the signal she sent first from her comlink that was destroyed, then later from a satellite relay in the cloning facility. It's in that building we see cloning tanks like we've seen in Rise of Skywalker and in The Mandalorian Season 2. Omega is a pure genetic replication. A male clone, codenamed Alpha, later referred to as Boba. Since he disappeared at the start of the war, that makes Omega the sole living source of Fett's raw genetic material. The revelation that she may be safe, but Boba Fett is missing means we may end up seeing the unfinished, partially animated scene of a showdown between a young Boba Fett and Cad Bane that was cut from production in the Clone Wars series, maybe in Season 2 of The Bad Batch. You lack the experience to be going up against me. Yet, I'm the one who has the payment. Episode 10, 
Common Ground features the chess-like game of Dejeric that we first saw in the original Star Wars film, which of course we now call Episode 4 A New Hope. Omega is left behind at Sid's bar on Ord Mantell. She wins enough money playing the game to pay off the debt that the Bad Batch has been racking up. The rest of the squad went to Raxus and learned that maybe the Separatists weren't all bad while they helped rescue Senator Avi Singh, who is now defying the Galactic Empire. It's a thing that would get developed more in episode 11, which is... They seem troubled by our presence. Not at all. I speak for the people when I say this partnership is most welcome. The war has ended. Let us lay down our weapons and focus on Ryloth's future. Devil's Deal. Devil's Deal brings back the Sindula family. Cham has been a fighter in every show we've seen him in, but here, so soon after the Galactic Empire supposedly brought peace, he seems ready to embrace it. Unfortunately, it's not real peace, and his Lieutenant Gobi Glee takes a young Hera Sundula, yes, that Hera, Cham's daughter, on a mission to pick up clandestine shipments of weapons from the Bad Batch. This is where Omega and Hera meet and form a quick bond, which pays off, since by the end of the episode, Hera flees when her parents are arrested for assassinating the corrupt Senator Orn Frita, but they were innocent. It's all part of the plan for Admiral Rampart, who had crosshair during the shooting, and framing Cham, Elena, and Gobi to take over. I have seen how you treat your allies, Admiral. I prefer to be your enemy. Have it your way. Episode 12, Rescue on Ryloth, is the back half of that two-parter. Omega gets a call from Hera and convinces her Bad Batch brethren to help rescue the Sindula family. The plan is to have one group attack a new Imperial refinery as a diversion, while the other group rescues the Freedom Fighters. Crosshair figures out the plan, but one of the clone troopers who has fought side-by-side side with the Twi'leks of Ryloth through the Clone Wars, and now into peace, ends up having a crisis of conscience. Captain Hauser warns the escaping group of the trap being set, and then lays down his weapons rather than pursue and arrest the people he was fighting to free as a trooper. Brothers, what are we doing? We came here to free Ryloth from Separatist control, and we succeeded. But look around you. We're now being ordered to target the very people we swore to protect, and I will not be a part of it any longer. He and those who join him are arrested, the Bad Batch and the Twi'leks escape, and Crosshair vows to bring his brothers down, but it seems like Admiral Rampart has his way on Ryloth. It would seem I underestimated your four friends. If only they were fighting for us instead of against us. Request permission to hunt them down. Granted. Episode 13, Infested, is the first episode of the last half of the second half of the first season of The Bad Batch. Yes, that's wordy, but what it really means is it's the fourth quarter and there are only four episodes to go. It's an all-Ord Mantell mission where we meet the Pike Syndicate, a group brought to prominence for us, the audience, in the Clone Wars series. It's an underworld group that mostly focuses on shipments of spice, and they're working with Roland Durand, who has taken over Sid's bar. Sid basically blackmails the Bad Batch into helping her steal Roland's spice hidden in her office. They have to navigate a minecar ride through a dormant hive of Erlings that, because of some noisy business, ends up ruining the heist. When the Pikes show up, Roland's in trouble, but so is Omega, who they hold hostage 
to get the Bad Batch to re-enter the hive, recover the shipment lost during the heist, or else. Well, the Bad Batch succeeds, of course, and Roland is humiliated and removed from power, allowing Sid to reclaim her bar. Come on, boys. First round's on me. <laughs> you owe us way more than that. Don't push your luck. Episode 14, War Mantle, is the beginning of the end for the season because it continues the through line, basically, of the whole show. Most of the Bad Batch has been on the run since Episode 1, minus Crosshair, of course. And War Mantle starts off with a clone trooper on the run. It's Gregor, though. A character we meet in Star Wars Rebels with Rex. So we already know that this guy's going to be saved. But it's up for the Bad Batch to do it. Rex relays Gregor's distress call and asks the Batch to rescue him on Darrow. They are reluctant because they're still working for Sid to survive and stay off the grid. They end up finding out Darrow is most definitely not off the grid. It's a hidden training facility where clone troopers train the next phase of stormtroopers. Clone troopers and TK troopers. The muster report lists 50 clone commandos and a thousand TK troopers. TK trooper. I'm not familiar with that designation. Admiral Rampart is close to accomplishing his goal of phasing out clones in favor of free conscripted troops from around the Galactic Empire. On Kamino, Lamassu, the Prime Minister, sees the end of funding and tries to plan the escape of the cloning operation as they clearly had once before, since we learned back in Episode 9 that Boravio had an abandoned facility. Rampart catches wind of the plot and gives one of the most chilling lines of the series. A scientist I have use for. A politician. I do not. I'm afraid your services are no longer needed. During the escape from Darrow, one of the Bad Batch gets left behind, Hunter. He's captured, and menacingly, his brother-in-arms, Crosshair, comes to meet him in his cell, saying he hoped to have had all the Bad Batch captured, but Hunter will do. They'll know it's a trap. They'll still come for you. Episode 15, Return to Camino, the penultimate episode, streamed August 6th, and it came a day after the announcement that there was going to be a season two in 2022. The episode's the first part of a two-parter. It reveals just about as much as it sets up. Tech, Wrecker, Echo, and Omega head to a secret landing pad on Camino, far outside Tapoca City. It leads to a secret lab Nalise uses, but it's not just any lab, it's the lab that Clone Force 99 was made and enhanced. They're not genetic mistakes, they were biologically engineered. We also learn that Omega came before the Bad Batch. That makes her the older sister. Crosshair's setting up a trap for the rest of the Bad Batch. He doesn't know how exactly they'll get in, but he knows they will, and that they will track Hunter's location. The team uses the hidden tube system to get into the city, and then, just as predicted by Crosshair, they come up into the training room. They're given the option by Crosshair, though, to join the Empire. They refuse, fight their way out with help of training droids, and with apologies to CT-1409, this kind of echoes where we saw the team at the beginning of the series. We find out that, yes, the rest of the Bad Batch had their inhibitor chips removed, but so did Crosshair, apparently. He is willingly siding with the Empire, and even blames his brothers in the squad for abandoning him. In the end, Prime Minister Lamassu's efforts to escape Kamino with the lab were all for naught, because Admiral Rampart is not just going to end the cloning on Kamino. 
he destroys the entire city. Nalisei is captured. Lamassu was likely executed. We never see him again. And the Empire you know, erases the past. They kill it. Destroying the city with the Bad Batch, including Crosshair, trapped inside. Sir, we're in position. Open fire. Episode 16, Camino Lost. The season one finale streaming August 13th, 2021. Picking up right where the last episode left off. Survival and escape on the entire team's mind. Crosshair is saved from drowning by Omega and the droid AZ. The team head through the airlock sections of the city until they end up reaching their old barracks, and then they go through the glass tube system. With Kamino being a water planet, we finally get to see a sea creature. This time, though, it's attacking the tube where the Bad Batch is going to get to the lab. The defensive systems are down. The droid continues to be a vital part of Star Wars Universe lore because AZ gets electricity working just enough to ward off that creature and he gets the team inside the lab. Unfortunately, the tube to the landing pad is damaged, they're trapped, and their way out ends up becoming almost like heading back inside a test tube, a kind of hit-you-over-the-head moment where their creation also becomes their salvation. Hunter and Crosshair go together, Wrecker and Omega go on their own, Tech and Echo go together, and even though it was that way for size's sake, I can't think of a more fitting distribution through the medical tubes. Only Echo has no ties to the lab, but AZ will once again save the day when Omega destroys the lab so they can float up to the surface while the droid directs the capsules to the surface. Now, I saw the Titanic moment coming, and I wondered why AZ didn't just attach himself to the capsule as his power ran out, but he started to descend into the planet's ocean, and then I was surprised when Omega jumped in and then I was shocked and overjoyed Crosshair, aiming his rifle, it seemed, right at Hunter, but Crosshair's shot wasn't a finishing blow. It was a grapple to AZ, saving him, saving Omega, and I kind of thought it was saving himself. Instead, he felt like he paid back his debt of being saved from drowning, and all the clones make it to the landing pad, but Crosshair still doesn't get it, and he stays behind. He wants to return to the lawless order of the Empire, and the Bad Batch leaves him there as they head off into Season 2. Mistress Nala Say, welcome. The Empire has big things planned for you. You know, animated shows have just never felt as if they reside in the same level of canon as the live-action shows and films do for me. The two-part season finale was almost all you needed from the series, in my opinion. Now... If you could have put maybe the first episode, maybe the first two episodes together, and then maybe the last two, one, two, 15, and 16, you probably have all you need from the show. I hate using the word filler, but so much of the show felt like it carried no weight and no importance. Sprinkling canon here and there does not mean the series was well written or planned out. I felt like it really did hit its stride in a couple of episodes. Those few episodes, though, that felt like Star Wars to me did feel more like Star Wars than, say, Episode Eight, and that wasn't really close either, but it just wasn't enough to make it a must-watch. I know animation now counts the same here, but even really great animation doesn't hold up sometimes. 
Snoke and Tarkin and Leia have been used in live action, though they were animated in a way, and they felt like the least believable parts. So much so that in The Mandalorian, there was an effort made to use practical models of characters whenever possible. And yes, it may not be the cause, but we know what the result is. People love The Mandalorian much more universally than any of the sequels or prequels. I don't have a bias against the medium of animation in general, and I enjoyed the season for what it was. I enjoyed the Clone Wars for what it was, also the Rebels. It's a telling of the story of this group of clones, and like a book or a play, the actual events are probably related to us through the eye of a beholder of them. So the edge, the realism, is a bit fuzzy since it's not a recording, but an interpretation from another point of view, an animation point of view. There will be a season two, and I expect we'll handle things the same way there with recaps for the first and second half of that season. But hey, things can change. The demand might be much different in 2022, and the show may be much different as well. Yeah? Good. If you missed the season's first half podcast, it was posted way back in mid-June. June 19th, I believe. You can dig back as far as October of 2019 for our recaps and discussions about episodes of The Mandalorian. There's even some watch-along episodes where former co-hosts joined me in a live watch of the episodes, and then we ended up turning that into posts on YouTube occasionally. The Book of Boba Fett has an expected arrival on Disney Plus of December of this year. Star Wars Andor and Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi are in production now, and The Mandalorian Season 3 is in pre-production, and Star Wars Visions, another animated series, is set to stream in September of 2021. You can send us feedback on today's episode or the podcast in general, Twitter at This Is The Way Pod, Instagram, This Is The Way Pod, Facebook.com slash This Is The Way Pod, and email This Is The Way Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me, Steve Lascalzo, for this discussion about the second half of season one of Star Wars The Bad Batch. This is the way, and may the Force be with you always. Always.